بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده we continue with our reminders for the last few days on the purification of the heart the importance of purifying the heart I remind myself and you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never turns away a slave who has turned towards him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never turns away anyone who has turned towards him. Rather, it is the arrogant one who turns away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by himself, even though he pretends to be seeking Allah. If someone says, in daytime, if someone says, I'm seeking the light of the sun, what will you tell him? You will say, open the eyes, open your eyes. If you're seeking the light of the sun, open. if you can't see it, what does it mean? It means your eyes are shut. Right? There's nothing to seek, it is there. But if you seek knowledge for name or fame or money or position or authority or any worldly benefits, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will turn you away from himself. For the one who seeks knowledge only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he jalla jalaluhu opens the doors for him and gives him understanding from himself and helps him to practice what he knows so that the knowledge becomes a proof in favor of that person and not against him. Because remember, it's not how much you know, but how much you do that counts. If you know and don't do, this counts against us. Right? Just think about this. Sometimes I, I reflect on these things. Supposing, if somebody had gone to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq with a questionnaire, with an exam paper on Salah. Like we do exam papers in our madaris. So we say, which are, what are the arkan of salah? What are the mustahabat of salah? What are the sunan of salah? And so on and so forth. Using certain sharai terminology. Istilahat. I can bet you, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq would have failed that test. Because in his time, they did not have these terminology. They didn't have mustahab, mustahab and, uh, and, and, and sunnah and fard. And uh, Rukun and Fard Ayn. Rukun they had, but you know, Fard, Fard Ayn. And uh, then this is something which is Makro and Makro Tahrimi and Makro Tanzihi. All of these are Sharai terminology which came much later. They're all correct, nothing wrong with them, but they didn't have that. So now you have Abu Bakr Siddiq failing in a test which is testing about Salah. But what about the Salah of Abu Bakr Siddiq? What do we know about this? Abu Bakr Siddiq in Makkah got so tired of the persecution of the Quraysh that he decided to leave Makkah and go. So he left Makkah and he was going off. He decided, I'm, I'm gone from here. On the way, one of the big tribal chiefs, they lived near Makkah, he saw him, he called him, he said, where are you going? He said, I'm sick and tired of these people. They're, they're, they're giving, me, giving me too much of grief. This man said, no, 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 hold on, hold on. You, Abu Bakr cannot leave Makkah. How can Makkah be without Abu Bakr? Radhi Allah. 
So he said, but they won't let me, they won't leave me in peace. He said, no, I, I will be your guarantor. I will give you safety, I will give you protection. He took him, he called his sons, he had six or seven sons. He told them all to put on their armor, he put on his armor, they put on their weapons, they came to the Kaaba, they made tawaf of the Kaaba. And then he stood there and he said, I am giving protection to Abu Bakr, does anyone have any objection? So the Quraysh were there, Abu Jahl and so on. They said, we have no objection, but we have a condition that your friend Abu Bakr must meet. He said, what's the condition? Listen carefully. We're talking about Salah. Listen carefully. The man said, Abu Jahl said, the condition is Abu Bakr radiallahu must pray inside his house where nobody can see him. Huh? He's not saying Abu Bakr must not give khutbah radiallahu. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu must not give a bayan. He must not give dawah. No. He is saying his salah, he must pray in a place where nobody can see him. So the man said, the, the guy giving protection, he said, that's a very strange thing. What does it matter to you where he prays? He said, no, it matters to us. He said, why? He said, because when our people see Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu praying, they become Muslim. He has not given that. He didn't call them to Islam. He didn't say anything. He is praying. He is with his Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu. The people around him don't exist for him. He doesn't even know they are there. He said, no, but when they see him praying, our people accept Islam. So tell him to pray inside his house. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu agreed. Two days passed. Third day, he's back in his courtyard. He's praying there. They said, look, he's breaking his promise. He said he will be inside. This man said, well, I can't give you protection if you don't do this. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu said, don't worry about your protection. Allah is enough for me. This same Abu Bakr Siddiq, who is he? He is the one who failed your test. I am trying to explain to you the difference between our learning and the amal. The, the, the action on that learning. If I ask you how many mustahab are there in, 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 in Salah? How many sunnah are there in Salah? How many arkan of Salah? Maybe some of you can answer, maybe some of you cannot answer. It doesn't matter. What matters is, do you have khushu in your Salah? Do you actually connect with Allah when you are standing before Him? Yeah? This is what we have done. We have taken knowledge and fractured it into bits and pieces. And that is why our knowledge is only words. Dry words. Doesn't have, doesn't change anything. Doesn't have any effect on our hearts. We just prayed Salatul Isha. Ask yourself, are you different from how you were before you prayed Salatul Isha? If you want, if you are different in a positive way, good for you. Alhamdulillah. May Allah keep that and give you istikamat. But if it is not the case, I was one way before Isha, I'm the same way after Isha. Then this Isha is what? Sure, in, in, in your tick box, you know, one tick has been prayed, but what is the point? Is this why we pray? We make a tick box. Right? This is the issue of the effect of the amal. So the learning, reading, memorizing and so on, all of these are helpful, but they are not our goal. The goal is our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
If we have the qurb, if, the, if we have the closeness of Allah, then everything else will help us. So I remind myself and you to focus on closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to see how we can get that. And this is not a mystery. We can get that by being with Allah as much as possible. The Akita session I began with the hadith of the angels who surround majalis like this. The majlis of the zikr of Allah. When you are sitting in this majlis, every second of yours and every second of mine, as long as I keep talking, as long as you keep listening, every second is ibadah, is worship. This will count on your scales on the day of judgment. When this majlis finishes, that ends. So tell me, you want, to finish, you want me to finish in five minutes? Or ten minutes? I will finish in 10 minutes anyway, whether you like it or not. I'm just asking you this question. Huh? It's now 8, 9.06. I'm looking at the clock. I'm not joking. 10, 10th minute is gone. I'm asking what's in your heart. If you are sitting here thinking, oh my God, this is so long. Remember a day will come when you stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when this is placed on your scales, you will cry tears of blood. Because one hasana more is the difference between Jannah and Jahannam. And you will say, I wish I stayed there for five more minutes. Five more minutes worth of ibadah. I cut it short to go and do what? I know you don't do haram. But I also know that whatever else you do is not ibadah. So remind yourself. Don't let words come out of your mouth which will become a witness against you on the day of judgment. Right? You get close to Allah the way you get close to anybody. By spending time with them. Not by running away from them. Anyone. You don't become great friend with somebody you meet once in a year. If somebody is your close friend, you are with him every day. We get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by being with him every day. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enlighten our hearts with love for him. And to open our hearts and open the doors to get close to him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the huluwa, the sweetness of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward us in ways that we cannot imagine. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and to have mercy on us and to, and to include us among those who he has blessed. And to save us and not include us among those who he has not blessed.